Welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your completely exhausted host, Gary Morgan, fresh back from Los Angeles, where I didn't sleep very much. And uh, Jim was kind enough to make sure he took care of giving us the topics. So Jim, say hello to everybody today. How are you? Oh man, doing good. Hope everyone's doing well. Maybe a little bit better than you, but uh, yeah, man, we got something really good to talk about. There's this guy, he's in the pirate system. I think his name's like Cruz something, O'Neill something. Yeah, I keep yeah. hearing something about him, but um, yeah, we I think we've kind of danced around this subject for a long time, and in this show today, man, I just think it's time to hammer it. Time to attack O'Neill Cruz from all angles. Let's treat it fairly, like we always do. But let's work around it, man. And yeah, because uh, there are a lot of angles to it, isn't there? It's not there just there are. There are. I mean, yeah. So we got you plenty be to able, talk about. If you're being honest with yourself, and I think you put up a poll, which I thought was really interesting because there was not a lot of context to it. It was literally just question for Yens. Would you call O'Neill Cruz up at this time if it were your decision? Feel free to leave your reasoning in the comments. So you didn't lead them in any direction whatsoever. You didn't update anybody on stats. You didn't talk about how he looked last week. You didn't talk about anybody that's currently on the team. <laughs> Nothing. There's absolutely no context to this other than what the hell would you do? And, and man, and man, did people vote in... And talk about it. Huh? Yeah, the results were. I mean, first you got great participation. Yeah, the results, thanks to everybody. It's a damn near dead even split. Damn near favoring yes, very slightly, but a damn near dead even split, which I think kind of reflects the the nature of this subject and why there's so many arguments about it. Because I think if if you're really fair about this, which is what our show is all about. You can see both sides of this issue. There are there are very much so compelling reasons to bring him up, and there are very much so compelling reasons to not bring him up. <laughs> yeah, it is layered. There are a lot of different angles to it. We can talk about simply as you ready at the plate. Uh, service time manipulation what they're doing to him with his um, uh, flexibility in the field. Um, did he earn a spot out of spring training? Um, start, let's start with flexibility in the field because I think, I think for one thing, that's a subject a lot of people have misunderstood from the very beginning here. He got moved to the outfield on a, on a we want to teach him how to play another position basis, right? And everybody lost their minds about it. He's played two games in the outfield. Two of every game that he's played this year have been in the outfield. The rest have been shortstop or DH. This is not the excuse for why he's not hitting. It's not. <laughs> O'Neill Cruz isn't hitting because O'Neill Cruz isn't hitting. 
And O'Neill Cruz is not playing good defense at shortstop because he's not a good defensive shortstop. That's it. There, that's really all there is to it. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a letting you talk because um, uh, y- you're, you're saying uh, there's no need for me to interrupt when you're saying what I'm thinking. But here's the, here's the other point to that is that um, if he were, if he were, let's just say, tearing it up in the field right now and just looking like everything was it shortstop everything was just humming along and he looked so much better aren't we still in the same position now with him today with him not getting called up i mean so i don't know that it changes like things have changed from the beginning of this everyone was up in arms about a certain thing i think in many ways yes you're probably right we're in the same position you'd still want to wait for the bat right but if he was playing really good defense, you'd at least have some kind of a reason to go, okay, well, we need a good shortstop. We don't have one. Yeah. Well, you could... he's not a good shortstop. He's just not. He's not. He's not. If you wanted, if you want a good shortstop, you'd have to go Castro or Bay or, you know, somebody like that, or, or just trust Castillo and let him really go, you know, and, and leave him there. Um, O'Neill Cruz it, is not the answer there, and, and he and he's proven it. Is there Gary? Is there something that I have missed in the last five to ten years of baseball, or the last couple years even, where you're not allowed to give guys more options of playing um, and have different positions? And there have been greats in this game that have learned other positions and done it early in their careers or late uh, is well, there Jim, how many times have we talked about how much of o'neill cruz in this entire conversation is wrapped into virtue signaling okay some people learn some fancy new words right they learned um about certain positions being premium positions where they can make more money, right? Wait, wage suppression? Yes. Now, I, I'd argue that if you openly cannot handle a position like shortstop, the team moving you off of that position is anything but suppression of salary. <laughs> it's hey, we'd like to make you into a serviceable player that can play the field. We're going to have yeah. to find a place to stick you, my friend. And I don't really care what O'Neill Cruz's opinion is on it. it, it if he can't that's play where, it, he can't play it. That's where I was going with this, where I've, I, I have missed something about a guy who has three at three or nine at-bats in the majors this idea that he cannot be approached about playing another position or that he is right. in fact, or that he would be in fact justified to pout or tank a tank, his own success at the plate in, in order to somehow correct that wrong or, or put it in someone's face. I, I, I don't know, man, maybe I'm just old and I, I don't get that reasoning. I, yeah, I, I think it's I think, I think it's absurd. I think but... the conversation in and of itself is ridiculous on its face. 
if only for what I opened with, Jim. He's done it twice. Twice he's played elsewhere. It's not like they're constantly shoving this in his face. It's not like they're constantly forcing him. It's not like they're even constantly telling him, you stink as a shortstop. Uh-huh. It's just, he does. He does. He stinks as and, a shortstop. Yeah, and also, let me say this too. Like, I don't have a problem with him saying, I want to play shortstop. I don't want to play the outfield. I don't have, like, if that's, like, a player just, um, you know, stating their preference, if it doesn't affect anything, then I, I mean, of course, everyone has their preference. Guys like to bat third in the lineup. Guys I mean, don't like to bat leadoff. We're obviously uh, going to talk a lot more about this. But we're going to take a quick break here. I'm going to leave it with this on this segment. It's fine that you want to play a shortstop, but at some point you have a different question you have to answer. Do you want to be a Major League Baseball player? Because if you want to be a Major League Baseball player, you're going to prove yourself productive someplace. And that's either going to be DH or outfield for this kid. So move, learn it, play. That's it. And I'm going to take a quick break there, and we'll come back, and we're just going to keep hammering this because there's a lot let's, more to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I'm bite, I'm sitting here biting my tongue, so let's do it. I'll let you start out. Now. Oh, no. fan forum and you know we i'd love to just have a positive show about a player's performance and just keep talking about it but o'neill cruz has not been on this team all year and yet he has dominated the conversation of this early season and jim i know you have some points you were biting your tongue on i'm gonna let you start before i start taking over again because i've got a ton (laughs) to say on this one man I know, right? Well, look, I mean, we just literally had to cut ourselves short in an opening segment, and we didn't even talk about his bat, his offense, what's going yeah. on, right? And, right. Um, you know, I think we talked about this, and it might not have even been on an actual podcast. It might have just been us shooting the shooting the shiz, as we like to do every once in a while. And um, I think one of us brought up the point of what happens if it's a month in and he's not hitting? Right. Uh, does that change the narrative? Um, the, do people start to soften their stance? And I will give a couple people credit that uh, did comment about it. Uh, I think they realized that he's he's performed so, so poorly. Uh, we're talking, what, one home run, an OPS and low 500s. Right. He's striking out a ton. He's chasing a ton. Um even if you thought it was justified at the time uh, that he should have made the roster that right now you can't, you can't do it. Um, but hey, 50% said still call him up. So there's a lot of people that have it in their head that the pirates basically created this poor start to the season by sending him down in the first place, you know, they, they caused this. He would be doing super well if he had been left up in the majors. And If only baseball no, were that easy. Well, I see no foundation for that. I just see no foundation for that. 
First of all, I shudder to think of how many errors he would have created at at shortstop. I really do. Um, second, the bat ain't playing at all. Gary, so, it's been bad. It's yeah, been you're not bad. Gonna, you're not going to throw him in as DH when DH is one of the very few things that's actually hitting on the major league club right now. What are you going to do? Bench Vogelbach so you can put in. You know, uh, a shortstop that that can't stop striking out. I mean, no, you're not going to do that. And and like again, I hate I hate this stuff because I'm talking about a prospect that, quite frankly, I didn't expect anything out of this year, B- besides coming up here and starting to show some some pop towards the second half of the year. This is what I expected all along, and I thought he would struggle at this level a little bit. He struggled when he went up to Double A a little bit. I mean, like, uh-huh. just because you see video clips of a guy hitting the ball a ton or catching line drives that no other shortstop could catch because he's so tall or doing something freakish that somebody who's six seven or six eight can do on a baseball field that nobody else can do, you cannot ignore the other 60% of what he's doing that is completely unacceptable as a major league baseball player. And one of those things, Jim, is pouting. If if any of those reports are true, that this kid's pouting and sulking about getting moved to the outfield freaking twice, I'm sorry. That isn't going to fit into this culture. Ask Cabrian Hayes how much he whined about moving to shortstop a couple times here this year just to help the team out. It... I it's think the, I dare say he's earned his spot in the field too. So yeah, I I think um, look, if he if he legitimately is pouting, or it has been part of it, like it's been hinted at, I I'm just not sure where um that is excusable, even if you think you've been wronged. In sports, man, stuff is going to happen. You're you're going to get treated poorly by your probably your own club, your own ownership. Yeah, you know everything is stacked against you. Um, guys get benched, guys get moved. It, it, is this just something that's so egregious that we're willing to excuse everything and anything he does with pl- either play or attitude? He I'm has, not sure how it could be, uh, but but that's some of the mentality out there. And and my my thing would be this: if you are looking uh, to judge somebody, you want to see how they respond to this. And this is not a good indication of whether someone's ready for uh, the, the rigors of a 162 game season in the major leagues and is and is capable of handling the ups and downs that come with being a major league baseball player. Well, Ben Charrington has said part of the evaluation process for this team is seeing how people react to demotions or seeing how people react to adversity, seeing how people react to being put in a position that they're uncomfortable in. Um, you know, hate, like if it's hate, a guy that struggles against lefties, they want to see what you do against lefties. I hate to sound like a like like such a an old fart about it, but man, life isn't always fair. Yes, 
teams manipulate guys, uh, their service time. The Pirates likely did that. I and fall then, on it like <laughs> they they got lucky here. I think they made yeah they made I think a bad decision. Well, they made a good decision for a bad reason. Does that make sense? D- like it worked out perfectly. It turns out it was probably the right move, but they didn't make it for the right reasons. You know, like they didn't identify this kid was going to struggle real bad this year at the plate. They, no. they just, <laughs> but, but they, there were definitely warning signs there. And, and we were talking about these early on in spring, even as he hit that home run from his knee, even as you and I watched him hit his first major league home run from his knee. Yep. We both turned to each other as your kid was screaming on your lap, mind you, we both <laughs> turned to each other and we're like, can't have that, you know, like, and, and that's after a home run, we're sitting in the stands looking at each other, like can't have him swinging at that. That's yep. the difference between understanding baseball, really understanding baseball and reading box scores. Or looking at exit velocities and thinking that you have a player figured out. Yeah, I, I mean, swinging a crap like that. Famous, famously bad baseball hitters, uh, bad pitch hitters, like like Vlad, like Guerrero was. They still did not make their living off of hitting bad pitches. I mean, no. yes, they can do it. It's uh, it's really it's really cool to see because. You do have to have special talent to be able to do it. You yeah, are Luis still... Raz is probably the best one going right now. I would say yeah, for, for the Twins. Yeah, but you're still going to fail a ton if that's what you're going to if that's what you're going to rely on. So is it cool? Absolutely. Can can most people do that? Hell no. But it's not some uh, great barometer of 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 where they are as a complete hitter. And even if you look at uh, give credit to uh, Jason Mackey who he he's taken some heat over his comments and he put an article out for the post Gazette about some of the, the, the plan with Cruz and, and how they're going to try to approach this thing. But he had some interesting quotes in there from um, the hitting coach um, uh, Munson for in, in Indianapolis talking about, look, it's not mechanically, it's not a mechanical thing with Cruz at this point. He is not mastering the art of pitch selection, recognition, and when to take advantage of that. And that is not something you're going to go to the major leagues with the guys that have the type of control and movement that they have and how they're willing to throw any pitch in any sequence. That's not where you're going to learn that at. Now, see, I I read that too, and I, I agree. I agree partially with that. And I'm not a hitting coach, obviously. But when I watch him, I see a guy who was working a lot last year on shortening his swing and being a little quicker to the ball. And I see now a guy who has given that up in lieu of hitting the ball as hard as he possibly can when he happens to make contact. So are you saying you think that he has changed some things mechanically? Yes. Okay. Swings back to being long. If you ask me. Okay. And well, he, now, let me, maybe, maybe when he says that it's nothing mechanically, maybe they like that swing. Maybe that's what they want. 
But I'm just telling you, I think that short, compact swing was working better for him last year. I'm seeing it back to being long. It's back to the um, I'm borderline scared. You you could either be Polanco or you could be Juan Soto. I can't tell. Well, maybe we'll have to hit up to um, one of our buddies that really pay attention to these these minor league uh, swings and maybe someone like uh, Murph can get us a side-by-side or something and we can look at it. Yeah, I'm thinking about hitting up Spencer over at, over there too a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to some people that, that have watched him more closely. But... Right, because a full disclosure for me, have I, have I compared the two? No, I have not. I just thought it was interesting in the article that twice um, – uh, Munson mentioned that mechanically th- that he's okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's something that we we should dive into. The something. scary thing there is if you say, if, if they say it's mechanical, then immediately who's the onus on to fix that? Well, uh, he, right? he, well, and Munson too, right? R- that's what I mean, right? <laughs> so consider you know, it the doesn't really It doesn't really behoove them to, to come out and say that there's some obvious thing they haven't fixed right thing is i think the kids got a ton of talent i think the fan base sold themselves on this kid starting day one this fan base sold themselves on thinking kevin newman was a a steaming pile of nothing and i'm not even arguing that he has been but the kid can play defense (laughs) <laughs> and you have to have that on a major league roster. And I you think know, the team is suffering right now from not having that. Well, certainly too, like, um, and it's interesting, and maybe we'll talk about this aspect uh, in, in the next segment, because I, I think it's interesting when it comes down to whether it's Cruz or somebody else is um, Padres fans right now with CJ Abrams are going back and forth. Right. Uh, he 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 hadn't had a lot of uh, experience above Double A. That he's struggling. They're actually criticizing the Padres for having him up, and maybe well, he wouldn't be here if Tatis wasn't hurt. So yeah, I mean, so 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 there are some parallels there, and he's a higher ranked prospect than Cruz. Yeah. Now I know prospect rankings and whatever, but I'm just trying to give people a little bit of perspective that. Um, well, Bobby Man, Witt it, Jr. is struggling right now. Spencer right. Torkelson is struggling right now. Like, there, it, it's not a snap of the fingers to come up to the majors and do well. One thing you never do, if you really, really care about your prospect at least, you don't bring a guy up who's hitting 159 with a 522 OPS. And one home run. And, a and 30. one home run. And, and shove 30... him into the the top five of your lineup and put him in a position that he has struggled mightily to field and just expect everything to be okay. You don't bring up a kid like that unless you're pretty sure he's not going back. That's what you want. Yeah, well, you, you want... at least want to bring him up when they're feeling success. You want to come up when he's when he's when he's doing well. So he can carry that over, and then you don't have to go through sending him back down, having him right. regress, um, 
having his confidence shaken. I, I just, um, I think you summed it up really well, which was like, they made a business decision from the get-go. And I really don't think anyone's disputing that, are we? That um, they, they did it because of the service time. But then they lucked out because he's just not hitting well. And he's got yeah. some things to make up for. So he's not hitting well, but like, okay, here we have to do both sides of this, right? Because the other thing you'll hear is, okay, you're telling me that sample small sample size is a terrible thing. I always say it, right? So we're talking about 82 at bats here is what's formulated his early season struggles, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I focus on the defense more, to be honest, because that to me is the big problem. They don't know where they're going to play him. But his overall career stats, 791 OPS in a little over 1,600 at-bats, 274, 50 home runs. He's done okay. 50 home runs is rather unimpressive for 1,600 at-bats for somebody that hits the way he does. But okay. And and the power's really been coming along the last couple years. I get that. Late bloomers. You know, that stuff happens. Yeah, he's but growing But you hear in. a lot of people say, focus on those career stats. Don't focus on this last 82. Bring him up. But that's not how it works. That's just not how baseball works. You don't bring up a guy that, that is actively in the depths of struggling to face even tougher pitching. Which I could, again, I could argue, I could argue better pitching will help his eye. Because... Uh, Curveballs won't be bouncing in front of the plate, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And sliders won't be like 12 inches outside. You know, well, there are plenty of pitchers in the majors that maybe shouldn't even be there. So I, you know, uh, do I think, do I think he fares well in a series against Milwaukee? Absolutely not. I think they eat him alive right now. Um, So depending on the caliber of pitching. Yeah. I mean, look, you could probably call up a guy like O'Neill Cruz and he'll hit 20 home runs, but what, what what's the rest of that going to look like? Um, 20 home runs, 20 errors, you know, 200 average, maybe if, if everything goes great. Yeah. And, um, and, and so, so um, we're back to the same question is, is that I've always had with this is what has been the rush? And now clearly, clearly he's off to a slow start. The Pirates are shocker; they're not any good. So what? Are, so what are we? What are we clamoring for just to prove up someone's point about someone's been wrongly? Um, someone's been wronged in the workforce. Well, let's talk uh, about this because you want to talk about real pressure. He's got about six weeks here to turn it around, or this whole thing turns into a next year conversation. Yeah, if you it really does. and truly believe that their service time manipulating, which I'm not sitting here arguing it, but if that's what you think, if that's what you think this is all about, if he doesn't come up here within the next six weeks or so, the whole conversation will start over again for next year. You know, it'll be, it'll be Groundhog it'll Day be, again. It'll be, do we manipulate his service time or, you know, and maybe the, maybe to be honest, because next year he'll be 24 already. Maybe next year they don't care 
because you know six years is enough of him at that point he'll be well, 30 you, you know and it, it, it at some point you do have to just see if he he can make the jump well there's um, a reason why castillo's here yeah there's you know and 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 we've got to get past this 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 um this line of thinking uh of well somebody is theoretically better than someone the pirates have on the roster right now so therefore then you must play that person when no one's disputing some of the talent the pirates have in the minors is probably better than some of the talent they have in the majors but are they a finished product and ready to succeed if you're just going strictly on the baseline of is someone better than josh van meter or um cole tucker well i mean call up 30 different guys in your minor league system they're probably better it but that's not how you make decisions about whether you call a player up in this situation i agree to a degree you know um like for instance let's take rodolfo castro He's doing okay this year. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say spectacular, but upper two hundreds. He's hitting. You know, he's putting the charge into the ball into the gaps a little bit. Seems to be pretty consistent. He's playing a decent shortstop or second base or wherever they put him. Um, Cole Tucker. He's on his last chance here. Everybody knows that. I understand, like, not wanting Cruz to come up with the way he's performing right now, but Castro's already had a cup of coffee up here. Huge distinction. He's ready. Yes. You know, let, let's get him up here and give Those... him some time. They need some pop. He's shown he can play the field. Tucker hasn't. Those Make are the, the guys. And, 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 and let me um, specify here is it depends on the guy we're talking about. And it depends on what, how much you value that player. Also, too, it depends on what part of the uh, rebuild you're in. Right. And so there's all these other factors, but all I keep seeing is getting getting hammered. It, it And play guys, look, if they're on the major league roster like a Castillo and they're just not playing them, I just don't get that. Like, play, play that guy. He's He's there, and he's probably better. Um, so there are all those caveats that I want to p- place in there, but I will say this. If if someone is just solely going to make the argument that so-and-so is better in the minors and so-and-so on the major league roster is not, and they're using that as across-the-board reasoning, that is not how you can make decisions when you're talking about player development and promotion and what you want to do with guys. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I agree. I I do think there's specific times when it makes more sense to, to dip into your, your minor league system. For instance, we talked earlier about blind address, right? When they were really struggling to get an outfielder and, it would have made more sense to me to call him up than to continue to try to play Tucker out there uh-huh. or continue to try to see if Castillo can ha- can handle it out there. We, we have a prospect here that we're going to lose 
to free agency and or he's just going to age out in particular. And he's swinging a nice stick. You don't have room for him to showcase himself in AAA because you have other prospects that you've already blown past him. What do you have to lose to just bring the guy up here and let him play? There 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 are decisions to be made there that it's not about readiness. It's about stubbornness, and it's about team stubbornness. They have guys like him and Bay who... That's who I thought you were... That's well, you I can say whatever you want about Bay, but that that kid can play outfield. He's done it. He's played shortstop. He's done it. He plays second base. That, but see that, but that's how that's you're touching on the guys that I do think you want to give those opportunities. Well, they're to. they're older prospects. Like you want mm-hmm. those guys to come up and get their shot because you know that you've got significant push coming behind them, mm-hmm. and they just refuse to do that sort of thing, and it, it it's maddening to me because. We're right away on to the next. We're, we're talking about. We've been talking about Weaver Pagaro for about two years longer than we should have now. Yeah. You know, he, he has been anointed as the shortstop of the future since the moment that trade was made of Starling Marte. And he may very well be. But as I said back then, you've got eight or nine other guys to get over first. You got to see what some of them can do. You know, like you would, you you would certainly think so. And 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 some of these guys that are older prospects that you're not as highly valuing that you're not going to be able to keep anyway, like you're talking about, zero zero problem with trying some of those dudes over the Cole Tuckers of the world. I mean, why would you not? I don't know, but it's a question that I'd like to see them answer because we talk about like not bringing up O'Neill Cruz until he's hitting well. Well, these other guys I'm talking about, these are guys that that stuff doesn't really factor in. It's more like use them or lose them, you know? Eventually, I'm going to need to churn through this roster spot because I've got to give somebody else a chance to play outfield, or I need somebody else to be able to play D, uh, DH down here. You got to start using those guys. Like they're going to have to use Cody Bolton this year at some point. You know, they need Max Cranick to get back up here. They, those guys need to be gone through too. And you you don't just look at the the top prospects and forget everything else in between that you will find some nice keepers. Josh Harrison was one of those guys, you know, Adam Frazier was one of those guys. Yeah. You gotta well, get them up here, give them a shot and <clears> let them see what they, what they can show you. Certainly on the pitching side, they better not uh, fail to turn over any stones. And uh, you mentioned Bolton and I think so far he's off to a pretty decent start. So um, he's definitely a guy that if you don't see him at some point this year, if he keeps looking, you know, decent, it's just, they seem to be, um, I mean, the van meter thing, I mean, he's starting both ends of double headers. Man, I got to. I got to start pattern patterning my my uh, son's game after Josh Van Meter because the Pirates sure seem to love it. Well, I mean, I think they're the Van Meter thing right now, and this is I, I have been avoiding answering this question on Twitter because it's such a long answer. <laughs> but the Van Meter thing is not necessarily about loving Josh Van Meter; it's about 
the Kevin Newman injury and Yoshi stinking. Because it forces Chavis to either be at first base or DH um, whenever Yoshi is going to play. Second base goes to Van Meter because he can't play shortstop. They need somebody at shortstop. That's going to be Castillo or that's going to be Tucker, unfortunately. So he just ends up playing by default because that's who they have right now. Again, I'd, I'd dump him and bring up Bay. I'd dump him and bring up Castro. The, the, yeah. To me, I would rather learn about my prospects that are in that category of like use it or lose it than I would waste time on going and getting other people's failed prospects like Josh Van Meter or holding on too tightly to a potentially failed prospect in Cole Tucker. That's the questions I usually have about the roster. But one thing, just to circle it all back, that you'll never hear come up from me is like, we need O'Neill Cruz to get up here and play shortstop because I don't want to see that any more well, than I want to watch Yoshi play first base. And 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 let me let me say this too, since we 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 made it back to our our main topic, is if if you are a fan. And you think the Pirates are manipulating service time, which, oh, by the way, they are. But then you will take it even further to they are now switching positions to somehow damage this player so that they can then pay him less at another position. If that's truly what you believe, then I would say don't waste your time. Don't waste your time with the Pirates. Um because now you're getting so far down the rabbit hole that they would actually try to find a way as if they could somehow predict players' um, fortunes that well and that easily to know that they could mess with somebody like that and have it all work out at the end. If, if, if that's what you think is going on, Gary, I, I mean, find a new hobby. That's all I, I can often, say. I often used to use this for Neil Huntington, and I'll use it again now. You can't both at the same time think that this organization is too stupid and inept to develop a player, yet so mastermind level genius that they can that, pull something that like that. Smart off. enough to move a player to another position in an effort to, to save themselves a few dollars somewhere down the line. Let's be really <laughs> honest about O'Neill Cruz. If O'Neill Cruz hits the Pirates will not be able to afford to keep him, and they won't. It does not matter how long it is. They're manipulating time because they know they need that six or seven years. And they want him to hit. That's it. it and they want him to hit. They, and they, they want they, him to probably be a good shortstop. They want he him just to isn't. hit. And, <laughs> yeah, they want him to hit. They want him to be a good shortstop. They want him to price himself out in, in six years because he's so awesome and they got every bit of that out of him. Yep. They want all that to suggest that they can somehow manipulate it. I mean, that's just so, so out there for me. I, I, I don't know how people let their own feelings on a situation lead them to that logic just so they can still be right about their original point. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful way to leave this segment, man. <laughs> 
I love it. We'll leave it there. We'll come back. Let's do Call Your Shot, huh? Yeah. All right, and we're back to the Pirates Fan Forum, and Jim and I just, we this subject is just so deep, we just cannot give up on it yet. So another point that I think we just need to talk about, a couple things the league is doing, a couple things Pirates are doing, whatnot. There's a lot of people that, that come in playing shortstop as professional baseball players. And the first official act of being a shortstop as a professional baseball player for many of them is learning that they're not capable of being a shortstop as a professional baseball player. It's a hard position. It It's arguably the most difficult position on the field. Besides catching, maybe, or yep. pitching. Catching and, and shortstop is what I think of. It's it's not easy. It's not a slap at O'Neill Cruz if he can't do it. Looking at him, he shouldn't be able to do it. It's a credit to him that he's made it to AAA still doing it. But at some point, again, you have to ask the question, do I want O'Neill Cruz to be a premium baseball player? Or do I want him to be a circus attraction who can hit? I want a premium baseball player. That, to me, says find a place where this kid can succeed in the field. And if that's first base and you waste the arm and solve another problem, fine. If it's left field and you use the arm and he somehow doesn't look like a galloping giraffe, great you get another position filled that you need. Is it my problem or the team's problem that left fielders get paid less than a shortstop? No, not at all. Does any of it matter if O'Neill Cruz doesn't friggin' hit? <laughs> no, none of it matters if O'Neill Cruz doesn't friggin' hit. But he, but Gary, he will hit just as soon as they do right by him. Don't you understand that that's how that's how simple baseball is. He will just hit if they do right by him. This right, is Jim. All... And I, I spent <laughs> 10 years going, one day my ex-wife's going to act normal. It doesn't <laughs> happen. At some point, you got to stop waiting. Well, you know what? I would love, um, and maybe we'll have to do this. Maybe we'll have to hit up someone like Neil Walker and see what he thinks. Hey, that guy was asked to move positions. What? Drafted yeah. as a catcher? Yeah. So, moved to third base? You don't think he loved being a catcher? You don't think, I mean, like, you don't think guys that are starters never see themselves as anything but starting pitchers? That's all guys want to be, right? That's exactly. all they come up as per, for the most part. Eventually, you got to be open to it. Um, A-Rod moved off short. Kyle Ripken moved off short. Um, I, I, I think they turned out okay. Uh, so, you know, the list um, goes on and on. Look, look what Chris Bryant did for the Cubs for all those years. He would play center field, left field, right field, third base, like first base. They even popped yes. in at a couple times. If you're an athlete and you can play different positions, it does nothing but help your team. That that's it. And, and I think it's not a knock point, on him. At this point, though, I don't think we're looking for, 
O'Neill Cruz to be able to play another position and help out in the days he doesn't play shortstop. If you ask me, I think we need to start seriously considering finding his forever position. Oh, I think okay? that's imperative. Okay, but I don't think his forever position is shortstop. And if he's going to melt down because you move him off of a position that he's clearly failing at, um, I don't know a delicate way to say this, Jim. Maybe he's not a good player. Well, it's, that's, I mean, just, the, that's just it, the truth of it. Well, I mean, sometimes you find out a lot about people um, based on things that they don't want to do and how they respond to it. And um, I've got news for people that follow the Pirates, love O'Neill Cruz. I've got news for O'Neill Cruz. If he thinks this is the first bit of adversity that he's going to come across in the majors, in this game, and the kind of bad – you want to talk about adversity. Look at the season Brian Reynolds had, even though it was shortened, right? How yeah, do you right. bounce back from that kind of stuff? So, listen um, – you can find out a lot about a player in the, in this situation. And um, we got another four, six weeks to see how it goes. I hope, I hope he tears the cover off the ball for the next month and he's up here. I hope he does too. But if he's hitting 350 with, with an OPS of 958, I'm still not convinced he's a major league shortstop. No, it doesn't. It doesn't fix that aspect of it at all. Yeah. So, I mean, if we want to recap what our points are here, I think uh, I don't care where he plays, but don't get married to shortstop like you're crusading for him or or helping his career. You're not helping the guy's career if you're putting him in a position to fail. And all he's done so far is proved that if you keep sticking him there. Even if it's what he wants, he's gonna fail. You know, it's like telling somebody who's four foot tall to stock the top shelves at the grocery store for three weeks and then firing them because it didn't work out. I mean, like, at some point, you have got to actually have the skills to do what you're being asked to do or you're asking to do in this case. You've got, you've got, um, You've got a situation where a guy wants to play shortstop. He wants to be up in the majors. There's really one simple way for him to fix all that. He's got to play better and hit. Yeah, Hit and then come up and have three errors and four games at shortstop and watch how quickly they pull the hook up there. Because he'll be a DH before you can say the letters. Which hopefully that's the last thing they do with him. Exactly. As, it, as it comes down to, because he's too good of a, he's too good of an athlete and a, and has too good of an arm to have that happen. But it could very easily. Yeah. So hey man, let's do our caller shot here because uh, we got another good question from Pirate Queen Banshee, and I really really like this one. So. Oh okay.
achieved here at a very brisk night at PNC Park. Unfortunately, we were not able to raise the Jolly Roger, but I'm going to submit my question anyway, so call your shot. With the Pirates going often and early to their bullpen, and other teams are doing this as well, do you think this will initiate a change with how wins, saves, and holds are applied to relievers? Thank you for taking my question, and our let's go Bucks. All right, so that was the queen, right? And... You know, she she's, just had she's, a question a couple weeks ago. She's becoming quite the star at the games, too. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, <laughs> the, really cam is, the camera certainly seems to love her over there in left field. So Yeah, she was down at uh, DK's opening, too. Got a nice yeah. snapshot with DK. So, But she, uh, she came with another good question, and um, I really don't, don't care if you were just on last week. If you hit me with a really good question, I'm going to put it up. So if, if she wants to hit me with a great question every week, yeah, we I don't, don't care if call your shot turns into the pirate Banshee corner. It doesn't <laughs> matter to me. We're going to do it. We don't have quotas. Right. Um, really good question though. I do believe that major league baseball is going to have to address the way that wins are, are recorded um, as well as holds and saves. I've never really understood. Um, I really never understood how they on um, how they planned on wins mattering moving forward. And I started to see it a little bit last year when, when like Bruce Suter from Milwaukee was like leading the league in wins because he kept coming in in like the fifth inning and pitching for like two innings and then getting all these wins. And by the end of the year, he had like 17 or something. It, that, that, that stat obviously doesn't mean what it used to. Um, and the years of 20-game winning starting pitchers are pretty much done. I mean, we're going to get one every once in a while, but you're just not going to have those races to the, the, the Cy Young between Oral Hershiser and Nolan Ryan and whatnot. It's just not going to happen. Um, wins don't mean anything because they're being coached out of the game. They're just arbitrarily being given to somebody that somebody estimates did the most to get that win during the contest, right? So some guy can come in in the fifth and pitch two innings and somehow he gets credit for a win, but the guy that opened it up with four and two thirds didn't do enough to get a win. They're obviously going to have to do something to address that. If you I'll handle half the game and you were in position to win, you should get the win, right? I mean, and, that, and that's if we continue to keep that stat. Maybe they'll just get rid of it. There is so much of this, Gary, that is going to fundamentally change coming up here in baseball. And we're not talking just wins and saves and holds. And, I mean, we're talking everything about baseball has changed statistically. And the reason it's going to change, because it comes down to money and how people are going to be tracked and evaluated and valued. And it's probably going to end up being a big battle because teams are, are, are going to use it to their advantage and, and, and certainly will. So then the market has to be uh, reset. Um, value has to be reestablished. 
And so this is a lot of different things. I mean, then we talk about robo ums coming in and what it does to catching right. and things of that nature. So, I mean, like it's, it's not just that these are the things that you think of immediately, but it's pretty, uh, it's pretty layered in that regard. And the game's really, really changed. Let's take a guy like David Bednar because first he's a hometown guy. I, I get the impression he wants everybody to think he's a Pittsburgher and he's really happy with everything that's going on with the team. He Shock, probably, he probably shocking that a guy is. from yeah, shocking that a guy from Pittsburgh is proud to be from Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I certainly am, but like <laughs> everything, everything about him tells you, okay, he's cool with whatever they give him. He's going to be happy, right? Well, that's probably true. But let's see what how he feels come arbitration time, and they're and they're telling yes. him, "Well, you've only got seven saves, David." So, right, you know, Dave, you're not like, really a true closer. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, you guys kept putting me in the eighth. You know, I said I would do it and everything. It was cool, but well, yeah, I, I get that, David. But you know, yeah, hey, we have your stats, and this is all formula." And this is the market. This is the market that's set for, for for guys that are closers. And look, you just don't meet that criteria. And look, we've seen this in other sports with uh, wide receivers and tight ends and running backs, right? Where sometimes guys are like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to get paid. I don't want paid as a tight end. You split me out now. So like, um, this is not new. Uh, but baseball, as baseball likes to do. These get pushed down the road as far as possible, but it's going to come to a head. And David Bednar's happy right now. He's the closer. He's the closer for the Pirates. Renegades playing. He's coming in. He's shutting down guys. But arbitration is coming. Contract extension might be coming. That's when it starts to matter, and some of those uh, feel-good moments don't matter as much anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of that that, that is unsaid in the background about these stats. Now the holds thing, well, I don't know who looks at that really. Um, I, I, I see those stats float around. I don't really think much of it when I hear them. I, I, it's just to me, that's the situation you were brought in. Obviously it means you're doing a good job of keeping your team in the contest, but I think you I don't used... know anybody that goes, Oh man, that guy's got 11 holds this year. I think you you use the agents use those when it's beneficial and tend to you know scoot them off to the side when when it's not as uh, flattering. When they realized there was only thirty two people racking up save stats, hey, so we had to create something else, right? That's that's their job. To answer the question as best we can here, it's going to change because obviously it has to, and it's going to be for financial reasons, not because fans have a hard time telling who's a good pitcher or not yeah i think that's really fair like most people are still smart enough to watch a game and know who was pivotal in it um now if you're just the box score reader yeah it's probably going to get confusing for you don't don't mistake me there's a few numb nuts on twitter you know that that actually have the balls to consider themselves competition for us by the way (laughs) who would run (laughs) Who would run around and tell you that um, so-and-so only has one win, so he clearly stinks. I, I don't I don't even know what to tell you. If, if you <laughs> yeah. buy into that and you think that's great, okay, cool. Maybe he has competition for us. I kind of don't want you 
but um <laughs> you know whatever i'm just saying like the the stats are are clearly going to change and i i think a lot of baseball there's a lot of stats that are going to have to change and i got one more point on o'neill cruz man oh, i can't let, let it go let's do it if you've thought of it hey this was the show we we said we were going to hammer the o'neill cruz thing so let's just it's let's it's just in my it noodle there. a little bit and i just can't let it go okay Playing shortstop defensively well is going to be even more important next year when shifting is gone. I I cannot see how you can't understand that's a premium defensive position. You don't just need a decent shortstop. You need someone that can do the job. I don't think people understand the damage a bad shortstop will do to this team. Just if you if you really think it's going to be okay that he commits twenty errors in a year, you're just not somebody that understands baseball. Well, look at Hayes and Newman. Both have had a, a, a bit of an uncharacteristic start here with the glove and the arm and whatever. They're, they're, they've made errors. Yeah, the Pirates, uh, you know, and and they've been, it has been damaging. Um, so yeah, that's going to be another factor next year. Um, a lot of people, there are two people. There are here's the here's the thing though. I will say this about the people on the other side of this. Some people don't care that he can't play defense, and they they see baseball is just you you take the errors, the good with the bad. I don't <laughs> happen to come down on that side of things, especially they don't that care point. until he actually does it. In PNC Park, and they paid money to see it, and and it costs them then, a, a big game, and then they'll admit it, right? Then it's a and, problem. And then there's the other people that say, "Hey, he can play; he will figure it out." I don't know how you get around that, just not being wishful thinking and hoping. But those are people; that's their feelings on it. They can't be convinced otherwise. Yeah, at some point it'll address itself. But anyway, uh, that's probably enough. We've we've O'Neill Cruz ranted for the entire episode. And I'm sorry <laughs> that I had to even circle back at the end. I just, I, it, to me, it's it's been such a touchy subject all year, and it really needn't be. It really needn't be. If we would just grow up and talk to each other, you are allowed to have different opinions. It's not like we all have to agree. But for the love of God, take five minutes and really, really try to see both sides of this because. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. It's it's looking at this player with an honest, fair evaluation and just, he's not ready. He's not ready to come up here and play. That's all there is to it. And, and I wish some of you would just be a little more open with like, yeah, I screwed up. I, I was wrong on that. You know, I mean, I wanted him up here too. It's not like I didn't think he won the job in spring, but you have to be able to admit that there's problems too. That's what this is about. It's a, it would be like me sitting here saying that Kevin Newman is still good because he hit good in 2019 and ignored what has happened the last two years. You have to have a little bit of recency bias there. He's not playing well. Yeah, and and look, the last thing I'm going to say about it is, 
O'Neill Cruz still under 100 at bats in the minors this year. But with each passing week, the concern grows a little more. Yeah. And um, if you weren't uncomfortable with it yet, when will you start to be uncomfortable with it? I, I would think soon. I mean, would he two months into the season if he's still struggling? Are you still okay with it? I'm I'm concerned. Hopefully he busts out, and this is a this is a moot point, and we come back to it in the when we, we you know down the road and say, man, remember that? Remember how crazy that was at the beginning? And now look at him. Yeah. And and the last thing I'll say is if he's not a star, this whole thing doesn't blow up like a supernova. And the, the, the yeah, and the pirates look the pot. Uh, we, uh, we won't get into the specifics, but the pirates have stuck behind O'Neill Cruz before he really uh, ever became a hot button topic issue. That's true. Um, off the field stuff. Yeah, he no, had the, yeah. they had his back, and from I would the, like to think that putting him in the outfield a couple times that that he would kind of just have a little bit of like. They had his back from yeah. second one, from second one on that situation. So to suggest that now somehow now they want to sabotage him. Nope, can't get there. Sorry, yeah, guys. It's insane. Anyways, guys, I really enjoyed the conversation this week. <laughs> Super good. Um, definitely going to sleep for about sixteen and a half hours now, and uh, see if I can't get my body clock to reset from the West Coast and. Uh, <laughs> Anything you have to add this week, Jim? No, man. I was just really uh, appreciative of everyone jumping in and, and voting on the poll. And um, um, yeah, next... He didn't even tell you it was for the podcast. That's how awesome it was, the participation. Yeah, and then that that's why I actually did. I told you I love the fact that we were able to uh, throw it out there and, and let everyone see it and maybe get a better cross-section of how everyone felt about it. And um, I hope I don't have to run it here in another month with the same question. All right. Well, I know Ben is he has a lot of years of control left. You know, he's he's only five, so we don't have to start worrying about manipulating his service time yet. But you know, I'm sure he's going to be a good shortstop too at some point. Cool. So Ben, go ahead and, and tell everybody the show's over, buddy. Yes, yes, but.